0: Hey everyone, this is Croydon, your host of Life of Wheels, where we talk about business, lifestyle, fitness, and travel, and I'm lucky enough to have one of my closest best friends, David Hay, on today's podcast, so welcome, David, to the podcast.
1: Thanks, mate. It's uh, awesome to be on. It's really good to chat.
0: Yeah bro, so uh, let's dive straight into it, give the audience a little bit of a background of your story, where you were brought up just so they've got a little bit more understanding about you.
1: So yeah, pretty much it's uh, quite similar to your story where we've um, grown up in New Zealand so I actually grew up in a pretty small town, um, about an hour north of Christchurch in the South Island in New Zealand and uh, that lifestyle was actually really cool because we grew up on a farm so to speak, so we had sort of llamas, um, we had cows, goats, sheep, we had everything, and uh, as far as that uh, went, it was all outdoors from an early age, and I really just gravitated towards fitness, my dad was an army army lad, and um, he actually was a runner pretty much all the way through high school, so my first experience in fitness was long distance running, which is uh, something I wouldn't do this day and age, it's not my most enjoyable Uh, form of activity but it's how it all got started for me and um, yeah growing up really was uh, a case of just a lot of sports uh, playing rugby in the winter and cricket in the summer and yeah I just really focused uh, a lot on the sports side of it as a um, uh, you know as a teenager and ended up pretty much playing professional cricket I got to the point where I played two games professionally And uh, I had to make a big decision because it was really hard on my body and I was having to take painkillers before I'd get out and and get on the field. And I had a fork at around 18. And at that time, I'd been uh, exposed to the gym in my off-season just to put more weight on for my rugby. I ended up starting to, you know, uh, in high school, join the gym and just fell in love with it. And that's where the uh, gym and the fitness and the PT side of things just spawned from that. And I would actually, instead of everyone else going back to study after school, I'd be in the car driving to the gym, and I'd be there for two hours, possibly three hours every night, Monday through Friday, and I'd even work out during the weekends or I'd be playing sports. So it was a crazy uh, intense period through my Uh, teenage years, because at that time when I was 18, I decided to just uh, leave the um, cricket just for a while, and I started bodybuilding, and that led me down the road of doing six shows in one and a half years, so I didn't touch a drop of alcohol, all my friends were partying, they were out, you know, doing all sorts of, you know, just normal teenage uh, stuff, Um, on the weekly and for me it was a a case of getting up at 5 a.m. and I was doing fasted cardio um, (laughs) before I'd start work at 6 a.m. and train my clients Um, and then, you know, working out during the day and then doing the same thing at night. So I think I'd developed a lot of discipline through those ages. And, yeah, from 18 to 21 I actually was competing and I ended up winning – Three of the six shows, uh, I got second and two. Nice. Uh, actually, I, re- I won four of them, won four of them. Uh, I placed second uh, at Mr. New Zealand Junior, uh, which is under 21 show in Tauranga. And that was probably 2005, 2004. It's a while ago now. And I got uh, entry. I actually had entry into the, um, you know, universe uh you know, juniors for that for that time, and I ended up working on cruise ships instead. So mm-hmm. it got really serious, and it got to the point where I had to decide to you know was I going to pursue that. And in the back of my mind, I really wanted to travel. So yeah, yeah, I hope that answers your question. That was pretty much my upbringing from yeah, you know a young lad all the way through to a teenager.
0: And you got any family?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I got a big family. So mum and dad um, had uh, four four kids so I'm one of them, I'm the oldest son, I have an older sister and um, she has uh, two kids, two beautiful little girls and I've got two younger brothers as well so Fraser is over here in prison, and they're working uh, and Ryan is a pilot and he is married, happily married, he's uh, kicking goals and he's a pilot, um, a sought after pilot in now. so yeah. yeah so we're all sort of spread out.
0: Awesome. Yeah, man. Okay, so let's dive straight into the business side of things. So, like, give us a business story, what you've done in the past, what you're doing now, um, you know, what's what's your story in the business?
1: Yeah, cool. Well, um, it, it sort of goes back um, as far as, you know, 20, uh, you know uh, 18, 19, 20, where I really discovered this passion and this burning desire to, you know, Focus on fitness and health because I love the concept of it. I used to see pictures that you know of people online looking amazing mm-hmm. um, with the six packs, and you know, and, and wanting to know what the secret is on you know what to eat and how to train. And I think that led me on the journey. I also obviously love travel um, and uh, worked as a personal trainer on luxury cruise lines, five and six star cruise lines, and uh, I you know worked with thousands of people actually consulting with them. On you know helping them achieve their goals through nutrition, through exercise, through you know making sure the body's nice and clean, and you're not know, poisoning it through unnecessary foods and and other substances. So I yeah did that for a number of years, and obviously came back um, just uh, around the end of 2012, and not long after that we met each other, mm-hmm. mate, and um, yeah we started obviously getting into business online and. For me, I knew I wanted to be in the health industry or the fitness industry, it's something I'm so passionate about and, um, you know, it's also a case of being able to create a lifestyle and a life and, um, you know, for me, it was finding a way to actually do that and I knew I didn't have these big letters behind my name, I don't have a degree, you know, so to speak but I knew I wanted to, you know, um, run my own ship and be in control of my time. Yeah. And, you know, I, that led me to, you know, um, this industry of direct sales that we're both in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's created all the time freedom I've ever wanted. It's just been an amazing uh, journey, actually, and the travel. So, it's yeah. Uh,
0: so very, we dis- very cool. we discovered this. Um, I mean, you hit me up. It was God. When was that? Five, uh, five, six be- years ago
1: yeah yeah it's gonna be 2013-14 yeah Yeah, something like that
0: and um yeah at the time we were uh having we were helping people with alkalinity and um with organic protein and organic greens and things like that as well and and that was was cool and then then uh you thought you saw what i was doing with my fitness studio and tell us the story of your journey in the fitness business
1: yeah, so I, I looked at, you know, obviously we met through a mutual friend and uh, we both were passionate about the same thing. So obviously uh, I I ended up coming back from uh, Miami, but let's digress to, um, you know, how this all came about it is, is that I was, you know, working on the cruise ships as a PT and I ended up, you know, working my way up the company to a point where, They offered me a green card to actually go and live there with a really good salary. Uh, It looked amazing on paper, and I basically freaked out. I thought I'd gone crazy, (laughs) and I just was like, that's not for me. I knew that that was not my life or my destiny. I just had this inner voice say, no, that's not for me. So despite all of that that went on, I left that and went, Came back to Australia instead of New Zealand because there were the earthquakes in Christchurch. So the fitness industry had pretty much been buried at that point. Yeah. And so I came over to Sydney. And uh, for the first year and a half, I was in a challenging relationship, but also I was in a challenging space in my mind because I didn't know what I wanted. Yeah. And I was doing a job where I was hiring and firing PTs. It was an easy job, but it was definitely not fulfilling. It yeah. was a job that I didn't like. I didn't want to rock up to work because I didn't, it didn't fulfill me. It was too easy. It wasn't challenging me. Yeah. And uh, I was really unhappy. I was very unhappy down there. But um, I was in Sydney, um, and that's what sort of got me led me to the company that sort of led me to, you know, uh, our amazing friendship that we've had. And, uh, you know, we, I ended up driving up to Brisbane. I had no idea why I was going up there. I just followed the voice in my head, which was, you know, change. You know, I, I wanted to change. I love the heat and I loved Brisbane and I'd been there once. And at the time that was where I ended up going. And, you know, that spawned the friendship between us. And it was a time where we'd been back and forth, I think, um, just chatting and, you know, we'd caught up a few times. But um, I ended up watching this movie called Rise the Entrepreneur and it just made all these connections in my mind. And I think the day after that I called you and I said, mate, I've got this, I've, I've worked it out. Yeah. And then, you know, I came down and I talked to talked to you guys about the movie and, and um, you know, that sort of really – Spawn this uh, direct sales or, you know, running our own business online um, at the same time. Now, at, at that time, I had also, uh, well, I had this dream of owning gyms because, you know, obviously that was something i would always been, you know, dreaming yeah, same of. Same with me. That's what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen you go through that and be very successful with what you've done um, in a really short amount of time. And I just thought, right, I'm doing that. And I got into it and I ended up buying uh, two gyms, going into a huge amount of debt and uh, really working in that business from 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day. Yeah. And I wasn't even paying myself yeah. at that point. So not only was it draining money from uh, you know from me, I had no life. Yeah. And it really sort of got to the point where one day I was in tears, uh, I got home and I just knew I'd been giving out so much and everyone was, you know, we're getting great results. The members were, you know, it's just connecting really hard with everyone. um, And they were getting great results, but I'd come home and I'd just be like, absolutely knackered. I'd be spent, but I'd be feeling like I was um, not really in my, um, I would say my uh, greater Um, place and it really got me to work out that it wasn't really my dream to own the gyms. The dream was to really help people and that's where it sort of um, switched me back and, you know, this is, uh, you know, just to actually go back at at the same time, uh, we both at the same time come across this amazing supplement that really not just helped ourselves but a number of our clients to get. To their weight goals, but not just that, their their mindset goals, and, mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of other different areas of their life, and and this supplement was a high is a high end exogenous ketone supplement that really is one of the best biohacking tools for weight loss, for you know cognition enhancement, and for even for people that have given up on their body, this is one of the best tools I've ever seen yeah. uh, to get people back into it. So I ended up getting rid of the two gyms. So to give the
0: audience uh, uh, an idea, what was the the gyms or fitness business that you're operating?
1: Yeah, they uh, they were just a small box hit gym. So these gyms were uh, hit gyms. They were little thirty minute workouts. Yeah, and uh, with boxing involved as well. So it's pretty much uh, twelve little uh, rounds or twelve stations where you would for three minutes you'd go crazy Mm -hmm. you work out and it's the hit workout is a really good workout for someone that really wants to drastically make a change with their body in a short amount of time it's not the only way to do it but it is a really good way to kick start things and um yeah and and that was just taking all my time and and one of my biggest goals and dreams along with being able to help people is my time freedom because i know that at that time i was just going to bed with my heart racing, I knew I wasn't happy in myself. Mm-hmm. And I, it was funny because on paper it looked really good. I had these two gyms, I was busy, I was doing this and that, and it just didn't fulfill me the way I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I obviously learned some really you know, big lessons because I was in a uh, partnership that was really challenging to say the least. Yep. And it really got me to grow up. It really got me to grow up and sort of see really what – I, you know, what I wanted, as opposed to um, focusing on what everyone else wanted, um, mm-hmm. it sort of helped me to realize that I wanted, you know, work on helping people change their body, their mindset, uh, and everything that they do in their day-to-day life. But yeah. um, it really got, had to get to that point for me to wake up and realize that. Yeah. So uh, I ended up getting rid of the
0: gyms. And so that was over moved. a 12, like a 12-month period, right? Around about a yeah, year? It
1: was. It, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it was, and that happened while um, we started the ketone venture yeah. at the same time, and yeah. there's a really funny story behind that, but it, it sort of really – I had these two opportunities come at the same time, but it had to, through the pain of the you know the gym and really realizing that that really wasn't what I wanted, wanted to do, but making the decision to cut away from that and then move across to what I really truly wanted to do was – a, a real challenging time for me but it was a growing time for me as well so
0: yeah yeah so now obviously you know we're we are in business together with you know exogenous ketones improve it's keto max and stuff which we're what two years in august we we started that um which is has been an awesome journey not again just through business learnings and learning how to coach and direct and Um, personal development and stuff like that and and as our business ventures continue i mean it's a cool ride and i think looking at that now with the business side of things on your journey from an online business to going back to the traditional brick and mortar business realizing like okay there's actually more stresses to it and and outgoings and debts involved with it to going back to more online Let's lead into the lifestyle now because you did mention, you know, time, and that's my most important commodity as well. And that's the lifestyle that I live is knowing that I can wake up every day, controlling my time. What's your What's the lifestyle that you're living now, and is it congruent to the lifestyle that you want to live?
1: Yes, yeah, Uh, that's that's what it's all about. Um, Just what you said, mate. um, The time freedom for me is everything, and obviously, I've worked that out now. Um, You know, at the moment, well, let's just talk about time for a second, because really that's the only currency that we actually have, Mm -hmm. you know, what we trade our time doing is really, you know, who we are and where we're at in our life, you know, and if you don't like where you're at, then you need to decide what you stand for and ask the tough questions like, you know, am I living my absolute best or you know, just, I I think I see this quite often is you get, you see people getting comfortable and I Mm -hmm. think that's the biggest trap out and, you know, unless we embrace the change, we get stuck in living in the past or the future and not actually living in the present moment. So the other side to this is just respecting what sets your soul on fire and for me, that's the beach and time for myself. So Mm -hmm. I have a big, big um, desire to, you know, run and impact a lot of people but, I know for me to really be internally happy, I need a lot of time alone. Yeah, I need beach time. For Mm -hmm. me, for some reason, that's my happy place, and I go there. It just charges me, and I get a lot of happiness um, and desire. You know, just a lot of new things start to come from that when I am giving myself this time. And uh, I've been reading a lot more, and really just balancing out and just grounding where I'm at in my life. and and accepting more accepting that you know you know when we look at time you know we've got you know 85 years if you're lucky and that's uh, 30,000 days and every day is one less and that's really the only currency Mm -hmm. and money I like to think is not really a real thing it's you know you can make it trading it for time or you don't have to trade time for it and so for me I just looked at that and I thought right um not everyone has to trade time for money. So for me, it was about, okay, well, how can I trade, you know, um, my time doing exactly what I love? And don't get me wrong, like, if you love what you do and you're a surgeon and you're saving people and you're really impacting people positively, then that's awesome and that's great. But if you don't love what you do and you're not going in, you know, inside or going deep inside yourself and really working out what it is that you want, I really feel like you're wasting your time. Like a lot of people I see walking around and they don't like the situation they're in, but instead of changing it and making the decision, they like to complain about it or complain where their life is at. And unfortunately that's really where, you know, things start to, you know, repeat themselves. The lessons keep repeating themselves because really the only two things that keep us happy are really uh, contribution, sorry, and growth. Like, you know, at least you're giving back. And you're impacting people around you in a really good way, and being the best version of yourself. You know, I don't really think you're going to be truly fulfilled in your life. Like, you know, totally for, for happiness to come about has to be an internal job. You know, there are two worlds that we live in simultaneously, and you know, we only talk about the external world, which are people, events, things, circumstances, and not the inner game, which is you know our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, our deepest desires, and those are the things that it really is your world. You know, in your mind. Totally. If you don't control it, it'll just control your life, and it'll run. It'll run you ragged. Yeah. If you don't focus on it and really control, it, you know, fo- you know, have direction and control and focus on what you want.
0: So, what's your ideal day to you? Like, what, what's your, what's your day, your lifestyle that you're like, man, this is me. I love this.
1: Wow. Okay. So yeah, for me, right, like right now, yeah, um, my life is a uh, about a five thirty wake up, yep. and I do business calls. I've got business calls in the UK,
0: yeah.
1: So I'm really getting them done between sort of five five thirty and sort of six thirty. Mm-hmm. As soon as I do that, I've got a yoga flow that I do, and I'm really fortunate. I'm about one street away from the beach, so I just get up. I get my get my thongs on and just um, straight out. Now, I'm talking flip-flops here. Flip-flops and jandals. uh, (laughs) 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 So, yeah, um, I get those on and just um, chuck chuck a pair of shorts on and go out and just get in the sand. And um, I've got a little stretch routine that I do. Uh, I'll do that. And at the same time, I'll have a um, keto coffee. So yep. I'll get a keto cream and mix that in with some coffee. I'll take that down with me. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of that, I usually just sit at the beach for a good 10, 15 minutes. It's not for a huge amount of time, but mm-hmm. I really just focused on nothing.
0: And what I beach really,
1: is my this? goal is to so, save yeah. it. What beach? So, uh, Malulaba Beach. Okay. So I'm living up in Malulaba Beach, and it's a place that, oh, man, it just it's it's energetic, man. I, I love it. Cool. Something about this place—it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you've done your—you've done your ten to fifteen minutes at the beach. Then what's after that?
1: Then after that, so I'll do that flow. Uh, then go back. I will typically have um, a little worksheet that I go through. That I'm really just this is new actually for me, and I'm writing down. It's just a series of questions on like what I'm grateful for. Uh, what I intend to do, what my intentions are for the day, because I think if nice. we don't have really clear intentions, we're going to be just walking around like headless chickens and yeah. a lot of people do that. Yeah. Um, and it also gets me to think about like this time, like these series of questions uh, from my mentor really get me to think of things outside of myself at the same time. So it gets you to sort of see yourself as if you're like on a PlayStation, you've got a controller and you are on the screen. So yeah. You can sort of see yourself outside yourself so you can really see the crap that you're doing in the day that's really not helping you to get to where you, you know need to get to. And there have been a lot of blocks in my life that I've had to you know really realize and understand to sort of get me to that next level. So I do that. I'll write that cool. down mid morning. Um, and I'll have a, uh, you know, my keto, uh, keto drink. So I'm, I'm having exogenous ketones about this time and yep. that lights my brain on fire. Then I'll head down to the gym. So the gym will either be from sort of nine to a, another stretch and, uh, some calisthetic stuff. So I'm really working on my own body weight, um, you know, muscle ups, and uh, different inversions uh, with my body, like yep. hikes and things like that. We am yep. really um, working muscle groups I've never worked before because I've come from the gym background, as you know, mm-hmm. the weights and uh, the, the not-so-much stretching. So cool. it's really good to sort of change that around. And then the afternoon is um, – uh, my time, so I then go out. I'll spend time in the sun, or I put an audio book in. Um, I just uh, read the Big Leap, which is a really good. That's uh, one book. of the goldfish,
0: right? Jumping oh, so from just one. Just finished that one. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So I've just um, yeah, that, that's the time for me to sort of do my own personal development, um, but also I just um, focus on what I feel. If I feel like doing nothing, I'll just give myself time out. Yeah. And usually in that time out. I'll end up doing something that's quite productive anyway because I'm in a good place in my mind. So, yeah, so it's cool. Sweet. And And then then nighttime. Eat eat usually sort of – yeah, so I'll have my first meal actually around sort of 2 o'clock and I usually eat between 2 and 6 p.m. So I have about a four-hour eating window. Yeah. So that's where I'll – I've actually just started doing um, keto and vegetarian for the first time in my life. I'm just playing around with different things to – see what's best for me, and mm-hmm. I've never actually um, gone vegetarian before uh, it's, yeah, I'm two weeks into it it's still amazing actually, so it's uh, quite exciting, so yeah so, um, I always love to learn about and this would be the time when I'm eating uh, I've got YouTube on and I'm actually looking at, you know, different techniques of how to you know, really optimise the body I'm a true biohacker, I love trying to work out the best way to achieve a certain result to mm-hmm. optimise the body that's fat loss optimization of the brain um you know energy levels things like that that really interests me so i'm on tim ferris podcast um, you know dave asprey um you know all of these guys that just have some amazing tools on you know just hacking the body to make things uh you know easier mm-hmm. and have more energy at the same time so that's pretty much my day and in the evening oh my gosh i'm uh, if i'm not traveling um, on uh, business calls again, so yep. Zooms um, and you know setting things up. You know we've got business uh, in the states and and now in the UK for me and yep. you know and, and here in Australia. So you know that sort of comes up you know during
0: the day as well. So cool, awesome. Yeah. All right, well let's dive like. let's dive straight into the the fitness side of things now. Um, you touched a little bit into it. Obviously you've done some bodybuilding in the past and you're into your biohacking. So. Like at the moment, um, you're into sort of stretching, yoga, and kinesthetics, it's calisthenics or kinesthetics,
1: yeah, uh, calisthenics, and um, yeah, it's, it's something that I've looked at, and I've always been like, Yeah, I'd love to do that, but then my through the 20s, I always had this voice in my head, which I think was my ego saying, <laughs> oh, I don't need to do that, I'm a big, I'm too big for that, sure, or, I'm too this or too that, yeah. And there would always be this excuse because my inner heart would be like, I want to do that. I want to do that. And it's not till now I'm 33 that I'm actually, you know, it's been about a year, maybe the last two years, I've really changed my whole approach with how I think about eating suicide. It's now at the point where, you know, I really don't touch the weights until all of my functional training is done. And then at the end it's sort of used as a sort of, you know, thing to finish off my workout. Um, but I really have, um, been, it's, it's really been quite exciting because I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the yoga, uh, the mindfulness aspect to the yoga and the meditation, which has helped me with the other side of the training, which is the calisthenics and, you know, just, um, using your own body weight, you know, so, I'm um, you know, in January, um, like um, yourself, we both saw Dave Goggins, and this guy just he ripped my heart out and got me to really realize what is true. Yeah. And I, I, know, I don't know if you guys, if anyone else has uh, read his stuff, and I'm sure he's got a book coming out, but man alive, this guy, he's pretty much the toughest guy I've ever you know, being in the presence of, and he really uh, he's got, got the,
0: me to. He's, I think he's still got the record for the most pull-ups or something. The eh? most pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah,
1: in 24 hours. So he's done something ridiculous like thousands of push-ups in 24 hours and, yeah. and, and, and pull-ups, and he really got me to sort of change the t- trajectory of like how I think about fitness. Yeah. And so that sort of led me on a path. As soon as I got back from that event, I started doing 50 pull-ups a day, and mm-hmm. I'd only take some days off. And now it's got to the point where I'm just smashing them out. Yeah, cool. You know, no drama whatsoever. And, you know, these events are just amazing because it was someone that inspired me, you know, to actually do something that I've always thought about but never acted on. And yeah. It, even though it's a fitness going, You know, I've been in the fitness industry since I was 16, so I've been in this game for 17 years. I've never left it. And yeah. then I've still got these things in my ear, you know, mm-hmm. stopping me from – you know, going to the next level, and I know that we all have that. you've all everyone's got that little voice when you know what's good for you and you know you know that we need to exercise and move this vessel to make it healthy and be the best version of ourselves, yeah, because I think that's the biggest form of self-respect is really looking after yourself, you know with everything with you surround yourself with, with who, what you eat, with what goes in your mouth, with everything. and um and it was really a big breakthrough for me because it really got me to understand that, you know, we've all got our own shit that we have to deal with and Mm -hmm. it's a constant game of really overcoming that and overcoming our own mind and our own voice that says that, you know, there's something that comes up and the mind goes, Oh no, you can't do that. That's that moment where you've got to say, Nah, you shut the hell up and we're doing this sort of thing. And this is where you can you know, I think through my own failures and pain I've really Gotten to woke, wake up in that area, and it's been seventeen years I've been this, in this industry, and I'm still learning, and it's just it's awesome. But it's also inspired me to help others that really struggle with this uh, concept.
0: So, have you got so. any have you got any crazy fitness goals that you want to achieve this year?
1: Yeah, I do, and and I've actually. Um, posted them at the end of last year and uh two of them one of uh, the first one is to do the splits yeah and i'm very very close to that now so i know i'm only weeks out from achieving that and, is that uh, frontal splits or side splits uh, only fronts fronts okay. so my left is a uh, fraction uh, a fraction better than my right because i'm left-handed yeah i think that's that's the reason and then the Side splits, I'm still. Ooh, I would say, oh, I, you know, there's a bit more time to go on that, but I'm working really hard on that. Um, I've, this is the most flexible I've ever been in my life, yeah. And I know with the low inflammation levels of a ketogenic approach and, and the ketone diet has helped me to get there, yeah. Uh, the other goal that I've got is to do a um, uh, to do a hand stand, so it's to go from a the splits and it's a calisthenic move that would go. From that position, a you know, um, a pike position, yeah, straight into a handstand, which requires a lot of core strength, mm-hmm. balance. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen, and um, I'm nearly there. Uh, awesome. I would say, you know, there's still a long way to go, but um, uh, the first parts of it, I'm, I've managed to get up and, and handstand for a minute at a time. I haven't got that on camera yet. <laughs> Every time I put the camera on, it doesn't seem to work the same way, but oh, sure. yeah, we get sure, there, sure, and I'm really. <laughs> I'm really excited to, uh, to actually, you know, hit these goals and I did say June the 18th to okay.
0: hit
1: them and, you know, we've only got a good eight ten weeks to go on that, so I, I, I'm still aiming for that as the goal, so that's exciting. Uh, yeah, that's exciting. a that's
0: pretty cool goal. I'm looking forward to seeing you crush them. Um, let's drive right into travel now and, you know, you and I, uh, we love to travel and you've obviously on the cruise ships you've seen a lot of different places countries cities towns regions Um, travel what tell us about your travel why you love it you know what places that you haven't been to yet yeah
1: Um, man I love travel yeah we both do so I was just as you said that I was just thinking about our time in Hong Kong yeah and uh, you know we've got so many amazing stories and uh, you know a lot of them are when we travel and I think travel really opens up the heart. It really gets you to find yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I left at 21 on a one way ticket to London. And this is me really not ever traveling, having traveled before. And I sort of, over the uh years of my 20s uh I'd traveled to nearly 100 countries and during that time you know we had some really fun moments uh moments where I thought I was going to be in a lot of trouble <laughs> you know from being chased by gypsies in uh Venice Italy <laughs> to you know being uh, the um you know uh, only 30 minutes away from uh the get the geyser of Uh, the Gaza Strip where they were having, there were wars going on at the time and, you know, Egypt and Jerusalem and I've been everywhere in South America training personal trainers that didn't speak a word of English, how to do a personal training job on a cruise ship. So that was a really interesting experience. Um, And yeah, it's just really a case of me, you know, learning who I was because my goals when I left they were way different to what they are now. And I don't think unless you travel, you really truly work out who you are. And there's certain times on earth when, you know, I think there's a certain amount of time that we all have to sort of walk uh, alone. And I think when you do that, you really work out the deep burning questions. You really get to the core of what you really want to do and who you truly, truly are. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, travel for me is something I'll always do. I absolutely love it. Um, I love our trips that we have planned all the time. So we've got one coming up next month to the States. And, you know, like for me that just, you know, it's just awesome to have that in the calendar and to be able to go and, you know, be paid regardless of whether, you know, we're here or in the States or in the UK or anywhere in the world. It's just an incredible amount of freedom that I feel, and uh yeah, yeah totally. travel was being able to create that because obviously traveling on cruise ships um and then going from that but coming back to sydney and then working in that job where i was like really like trading oh time gosh, for so money I felt like it was crap <laughs> i was back on a you know yeah back on that flipping um hamster wheel you know rat the hamster wheel <laughs> yeah and uh Going back, I think, it really made me work out, okay, I want a, I want a job or I want a, I want to be doing something where I can travel again. And that was what led me into the search for the industry that we are currently in now, which is, you know, it's the most uh, wealthy industry in the world. It's created more millionaires than in any other industry. So it was like, for me, when I started researching that, I was like, yeah, that's me. I mean, I don't care what, it, what we have to do, we're doing it. And so, so it was just awesome. So yeah.
0: What, 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 uh, what place around the world would you love to go to and see that you haven't seen yet?
1: Oh, okay. Um, there's a few actually. Iceland is one Mm -hmm. and it's because I've got, um, background, we, we believe that, um, through my mum and dad, we have Icelandic background, um. So I my my background goes back to there, and I'd love to go there for that reason, but also uh, for other reasons because I love the way the country's run. Mm-hmm. Um, they have hot hot springs there, and you know I, I actually had a really good friend who was a personal trainer I worked with who was from Iceland, from Reykjavik. I don't know if I've pronounced that right, but that's one place I'd love to go. Uh, another place that really would intrigue me is Southeast Asia. It's a place that I've really never been. I've been to, obviously, Hong Kong, Japan quite a few times, but I've never traveled down through sort of Thailand and, oh, okay. and Bali. Even So I've never done that region. But I'd love to do that because, uh, you know, there's just different cultures for me really um, light me up. Yeah, uh, And I'd love to go back to South America, to Peru. I definitely, definitely want to do um, Machu Picchu. Yeah. and it's something I definitely want to put in the calendar pretty soon and Argentina because the culture there is very um, exciting to me and they play rugby, which is my favourite sport. So,
0: yeah, yeah, So I love it. Awesome, man. Okay, well, thanks for being on the, the episode. Uh, how can people reach out to you?
1: Uh, through pretty much uh, – I do a lot of my – Uh, social media on Instagram so my Instagram is at David Joseph Fit and I am on Facebook as well mainly so a lot of my stories are just um, through Insta stories and uh, Instagram so yeah
0: awesome man well thanks so much for your time and uh, we'll catch up soon bro
1: awesome bro thanks for the chat mate really enjoyed it
0: you're welcome